following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Star Show with Ron Russell and Deirdre Serrego, bringing you the best in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment, and yay, we're live in the studio again today. Oh, look, and I can see us. Before we get started, I want to tell everybody to hit the ITV button. You can see all of us waving to you right now, and join us in the chat room. And why are you looking at me so funny, Ron? You didn't wave. Introduce me so I could tell you. Oh, okay. Okay, so before we get started, everybody, let me introduce my fabulous, cool man about town, outrageous man about town, Mr. Ron Russell. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a great show today. It's going to be a lots, a lots of fun. Now, Jimmy's being mean to me. I want everybody to write in and tell him he's a mean, no good, you know what. I like to see myself because I'm television. I'm really not radio. Jimmy's radio. He doesn't need to see himself. But I'm used to TV. So bring your and, computer. And he's turned his computer around so only he could see what's going on and I can't. I'm in the chat room. I don't care where you are. I don't care if you're in the bathroom. Turn that stupid thing around and I let can. me see There's myself. I can There's no way for me to con- communicate with people without typing into it. Normally, I'm sitting next to you and that's boys, why you boys. can see it. Let's behave know. here. It's been a hell of a week, i got to tell you. It's just <laughs> Hold on. So let's keep going. If everybody, if you guys are watching us on ITV, you see that we have a beautiful young lady sitting next to us. This is our guest co-host for the week. Her name is Kim Namoli, and she's the galley chef. And yay, Kim. Hi, yay. everyone. Yay. <laughs> and we've also got the cool man about town. Oh, no, we don't. We already introduced the cool yeah. man about town. we got we the man got behind the, the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. What up, chat room? Good to have you back. That's right. And what's up, everybody in the chat room? We're very happy to have all you guys there. I see a lot of new names. And welcome, welcome. And Shane and Frank are in the uh, chat room. Hey, Ginger Frank. Irish, Ron Boudreau, who's got a new album coming Ron. out. Audrey, Dream, uh, uh, Chad Girl, Audrey. And uh, I know there's Ron, a lot more people. Let me mention Ron. Ron Boudreau, I have a favorite singer who's Johnny Mathis. Oh, and Alexandre Aiden. And now I have to tell you that Ron Boudreau is just as good, and I love his music, and I wish he'd sing for us one day on the he show will. live. I wish we could have him live. We will. We can have him Skype and sing for us. Good, because he's got such a beautiful voice, and he sings the wonderful songs of... Well, not my generation, because I'm only 50, but people that are oldest generation. Oh, I want to give a shout-out, too. We have someone in the chat room named Carmela Hazlett Grillo, which I'm going to assume somehow is related to Christian Grillo, who's our guest at 415. Oh, good. So, hello, hello. Welcome to the show. We're going to have a great time. Before we get started, we've had a hell of a week here in South Florida. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. So, for all of you up there that are saying... Those two rotten creeps, they're in Florida enjoying themselves in the sunshine. Very wrong. Trust me on this note. Jimmy's dad is not feeling very well, and we do everything we can not to upset him. And last night he was talking about the Italian restaurant that he loved and wanted to take us to. Now you all know that I'm Italian and I cook. 
So he was very worried that I wouldn't be impressed with the restaurant. <laughs> well, he took us to this restaurant that looked like something from 1956 in Coney Island's back roads. The waitress was like 500 pounds. She could barely walk or talk. And I said, I'll have the spaghetti aglio olio. And she looked and said, what? I said, aglio olio. She said, what's that? I said, aglio olio. That's all like an olive oil. Oh, I mean, this one was brain dead. Anyway, they brought it to me. And I said, half portion because I don't want all that pasta, you know, the carbs. They brought the pasta to me, and it was floating in motor oil. Probably somebody's transmission fluid. They emptied out. It was disgusting. And the pasta is the kind that they boil it, keep it in cold water, and before they serve it, you know, mass production, they throw it in the microwave. Well, I began to eat this crap, and it was burning my stomach. It was burnt garlic. It was disgracefully disgusting. And he started to look like he was pregnant. And my stomach blew up like I was nine months pregnant. I was in such agony all night. Well, that's one thing. And I said, let's not mention it to Bradley because we don't want to upset him. And I never said, Bradley, you're poisoning me with this friggin' restaurant. <laughs> but what can you do? Now, the next morning, which was this morning, I decided to go to our pool. And I'm floating. I have to get something. I have to pull something up here. And I was floating in our pool. Where is it? <laughs> I lost. I can't, I'm so bad with these phones and stuff. Facebook. Oh, there it is. Why does it go away? You look in your pictures in your camera roll. There it is. Anyway, I was floating in the pool, enjoying the sunshine, loving the cool water, and I saw the pool rules on the wall. And I swear to all of you, I am not making this up. This is absolutely the truth. <laughs> this is what the pool rules are. Shower before entering. No glass or animals in the fenced pool. Area or 50 feet from the unfenced pool. Whatever the hell that means. No food or beverages in the pool or on the wet deck. Minimum water temperature is 104 Fahrenheit. Do not use the pool if you are ill with diarrhea. <laughs> Do not swallow the water. It is recirculated bathtub water. <laughs> well, I did, you know, Christ walked on water. No, I walked on water. I stood up, I walked on the water, got out. I was hysterical. I thought I had syphilis of the skin. I was like <laughs> freaking out. So I ran up. I didn't even take a shower at the cabana. I ran up to the apartment and jumped in the shower, got Brillo and Ajax and Mr. Clean and soaked myself. While he was in the pool talking to like a 300-pound like fat guy that, that he was thinking about that that was his bath water. <laughs> I mean, really and truly. So I said, is peeing in the pool okay? Diarrhea is not good, but you could pee in the pool because they didn't mention anything. You know, this is like everybody in that condo has been there for 50 years, so they're all like 100 years old. And I guess at 100, you get diarrhea. But I have never, I mean, I've been to country clubs, pools all over the place. I have never seen a sign, if you have diarrhea, do not go in the pool. So anyway, that's part of our wonderful vacation. Um, it's not so great. But there is a wonderful friend of mine who I love, my Shane Layton. Layton? Layton. Like, oh, homo right. like homosexual, right? Layton homosexual. Layton, okay. Shane, is it Layton? Layton. It is Layton. I always got her it's name It's Shane Layton Makova because she's married to I Frank. I know that. And Frank, my little dream boy, it's, it's Frankie's mom's birthday. And her name is Dana Makova. So I'm going to sing a happy birthday to Dana in my usual Marilyn Monroe voice. So here we go, kids. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Dana Mikova. Oh, oh, happy, oh, happy birthday 
to you. Yay! So happy birthday to Shane and Frank. Well, Shane's mother-in-law, Frank's mom, Shane Layton. Awesome, awesome. Shane and Frank are terrific. We're going to see them tomorrow night. We love them to death, and uh, we want to wish her the happiest birthday ever. And going back to your spaghetti story, too, I just want to like bring oh. it to the whole fact that we do have the galley chef with us I here. I wish she cooked Kim Namoli, who's a phenomenal cook. I am the pickiest eater in the world, and like, and I never get sick when I eat her food, and like everywhere else we go, I get sick. So it's And, it's I, and I know terrific. Kim for about 17 years, and I've dined in her home many times. And I tell you, when she invites me, I tickle pink because the food is always magnificently shown, cooked, eaten. It's a beautiful evening. And she makes Rachel Ray seem like a beginner. She makes them all look like hell. I got news for you. And she's beautiful. And she's yeah, and look at that. And she's Aww, nice cheese, guys. She's got this huge rack. <laughs> she I mean, Oh, golly. <laughs> no. She's got a sexy rack to boot. And while we have her on the phone, we should also give a shout out to her husband, why? Steven. Why? Why Why not? Why? Why? Yes. Who cares about Stephen? We got her in the studio. <laughs> Who cares about a husband? It's remember, only a husband. Remember you're married. And you have a husband. <laughs> I know that. So who cares? Kim and I don't care about our husbands. Yeah, since when did that ever stop us? Yeah, okay. <laughs> that was pleasant. Thank you. Anyway, <laughs> now, getting back to the delicious food, Kim is uh, really seriously one of the best galley chefs around. She, and I'll let her tell you about it, but I want to give you a little, you know, pre-something. I'm so impressed. She was on a $33 million yacht. Yes, my friends, a $33 million yacht, and she was their chef. And all she served them was canned food and, like, dog food. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to let her tell you what she served. Take it away, Kimmy. Oh, well, there was, a, you know, a multitude of uh, a variety in all the meals, as we always have. You know, we'd get up and do the... Uh, in the morning, uh, pancakes and sausage and bacon and eggs and... Big food. Yeah, that was the pancakes were the favorite for the uh, the yacht owner. That was his favorite. Five o'clock in the morning, every morning, I'm making pancakes. But you know, oh, um, you got to get up that early. Oh yeah, I didn't think about that. First of all, I want to explain something because you <laughs> said she's the greatest galley chef. She's like the greatest chef in the world who happens to now also be a galley chef. And explain to people because I don't know what a lot of people know what that means. Uh, galley is a, another word for kitchen on a boat. A big boat. <laughs> A thirty-three million dollars. Any boat, really? (laughs) Okay, any boat. So she's a phenomenal, phenomenal chef. And it's so funny because I in my head think cook, but cook and chef is not. The cook is kind of like lowbrow, right? And chef is like well, a a chef. You earn that title. It's like an admiral in the navy. Okay, you know, you earn the the title chef. Okay, that works. So what we're going to actually do too, you guys, because we're going to have our first guest in a minute, and we're going to call our first guest. And after our first guest guest is over, then we're going to talk to Kim about what she does. But if you want to get an idea before we start talking to her, you can go to her website, which is www.galleychef.org. Yeah, just make sure you get the .org instead of .com. And, uh, it's super awesome. She's got a great website. She's got great recipes. We're going to talk all about all that stuff in a little bit once we have our, our first guest coming on. And we're um, also going to talk about people out there that don't like to cook. And they go to restaurants with their friends. It's very expensive to go to a restaurant with your friends, and the food stinks. Isn't it wonderful if you're able to hire a chef of some sort to come into your home and cook your meals for you and someone serves the meals to your friends? It's at a minimal amount of money. So and We have to go because our first guest going in. Hello. Is, is this Chris Starr? Uh-oh. Yes, it is. Oh, there we yes. go. Yay! What's up, Chris? Hey, how are you? 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 Hey, how are you
Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. You just blew my mic. <laughs> on, Jimmy? My it's a pleasure to hear your voice right now. Absolutely. They heard him in Planet Venus. What are you talking about? Hey, I'm so excited because this is Chris Star. Chris, let me introduce you to everybody oh. starting off with our cool, outrageous man about town, Ron Russell. I am deaf. I can't even hear anymore. Hey, it. how are you, Chris? What's going on in your life? Anything exciting? <laughs> like, well, Ron, Ron Russell, like, how are you today, sir? Fine. How much money do you have in the bank? <laughs> I got about $25. That's why I met you guys. I hope you can fill that up real quick. You, you beat me by 10 bucks. <laughs> Absolutely. Then we got the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Chris, welcome to the show. Welcome, man. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. And we have a guest co-host today who's the, the galley chef, and her name is Kim Namoli. Hey, Chris. Hey, how are you? Good, how thanks. are you? And she's You hear all you guys' voices. I'm in sunny Southern California right now. What's going on over there? We're in sunny Florida right the now, the land of the living dead. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Where, where in California are we calling? Where are you? I'm in Northridge, California. Oh, right I know Northridge. Next door to California. The yeah. Valley. A friend of mine, when that big earthquake came in 60-whatever, I was living in Simi Valley, and it hit Northridge really bad, the hospital, and she was a nurse, and she was involved with that caving in of the 60 hospital. 60-something? That was 90-something. No, 60, the big earthquake was 60, 7, 8, 9, something I like was there that. for the Northridge quake. You, okay. Northridge. It was mid-90s, I think. No, I was well, already, There was a couple of them. Yeah. Were there? There's yeah. probably I, more than one. Yeah. It's a hot spot. There you go. Yeah, I would never live in Northridge. Get out of Northridge, Chris. Move. <laughs> he's good. He's good. Hey, you know Every night before I fall asleep, I always think about this quake they had, in, I guess, in the 90s. And I'm like, man, I'm not used to quakes. Like, I'm from Indianapolis, Indiana. So I'm like, what does well, a quake feel like? That's why, we have to, that's why we have to sell your records so you can make a lot of money. There you go. And you could move to uh, Silver Lake, which is the new. <laughs> no, it's, a, it's the new hot spot. I'm, I'm told I, Silver Lake. Lake, Silver Lake used to be slums, but I heard now they've oh. gentrified it, and it's very cool. There you go. Yeah. So, I also forgot. Yeah. I forgot, too, Chris. We got a chat room full of people, so give a shout-out to the chat room. I'd like to give a shout-out to all the chat room. I appreciate you guys coming and listening and uh, checking out what Jimmy Star has cracking off with uh, also Chris Star and the other guest. And uh, hopefully this is going to be a great show. And uh, thank you for coming. Off. I love that. Cracking off. I like that. So, everybody, uh, first cracking of Cracking or whacking? Cracking. Oh, I thought you said you, whack. You, you, get, you get to whack off or crack off. Oh, I, I thought you said whack off. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is funny. All right, so Chris Starr, everybody, is a singer, a phenomenal, talented, super talented singer, songwriter, and he's got a new single called Your Show, dropping on iTunes, uh, Amazon, and all the different digital download sites worldwide on Tuesday. March 11th, which is six days from today. We're going to play the song in a minute, but first we're going to talk with him a little bit about him and his career and everything that's going on. And uh, so you told us that you were born in Indianapolis. Uh, when you guys hear him sing, he's got like one of the best falsettos you will ever hear. And uh, and that is such a uh, an amazing, amazing gift that you've actually got with it. And so I have a quote that I, I wrote down off of something I read about you that says, there's no love, L-O-V-E, in mainstream R&B and hip-hop music of today that the joy has been ripped out and there's no feeling and you don't feel the joy and the pain and that's something you're bringing back so Speak true to it because ron so, ron totally so true, agrees so true so true so and you are bringing it back because enough of this crap about i'm gonna beat you bitch i'm gonna kill your ass enough of that stuff let's hey you're wonderful we love you you're beautiful so tell us a little <laughs> bit about like your whole like philosophy to music a little bit well first of all i had a great mother i gotta start there i had a loving mother she was always there for me and my brothers and sisters. 
and she was a singer as well. Oh, that's cool. And, uh, actually, the uh, the tent for the uh, falsetto is that my mother had the most beautiful falsetto, so I used to imitate her as a baby. Uh, she would sing. She sung in churches. Uh, she sung for old folks' homes, and mm. we used to have to tag along and bring the microphones and carry the luggage. Did you ever but, want to uh, put on her high heels and sing? <laughs> Listen, he doesn't you, know you, you so like, Brian, <laughs> shut up. Are you Italian? Your we name is Follow along and tag along, and my mother had the most beautiful falsetto that I've ever heard, and I would imitate it. And so it kind of helped me later on in life because I knew how to draw back and, and grab that. That's you know, you very Bates, very Bates Motel. Yeah. <laughs> I also hear that like music with feeling, like you say, like you like all the music with feeling and emotion, and a lot of the influences are Marvin Gaye, Prince, and the DeBarge siblings, which Ron loves DeBarge. I love DeBarge. Are you crazy? The best yeah. DeBarge. Oh. Those guys were big influences. The only people that be- beats DeBarge is my Patti LaBelle. That's my sweetheart. Do you like Patti LaBelle? Ron loves Patti LaBelle. Her. I adore her. I love Patti LaBelle, too. I, uh, I, I love don't, her as well. I don't love her. I uh, adore you know, actually, her. It's a funny story. I got to hang out with the DeBarge family when I was a teenager. Okay. And uh, uh, he had came out to California. I was out in California visiting someone and passing out demos. And uh, I got in the elevator, and uh, Elder Barge was in the elevator. So we exchanged numbers and uh, actually got to hang out with him. He was a really cool guy. He heard my music. He was like, yeah, you're there. You're almost there. And we hung out for the rest of the weekend, I guess, a Saturday and a Sunday. He's a really cool person. Uh, I'd love to link up with him later on in life. So I love it. So I also think it's cool because uh, I know that you've worked with a lot of huge names in, in urban music and hip-hop. Uh, Snoop Dogg. Big Daddy Kane is my favorite, actually. Uh, I love Big Daddy Kane. But you had Akon, Corrupt, Macy Gray. Like, I mean, that's a pretty big resume for someone who's really you know, been doing it a long time, but like it hasn't been as recognized as you're about to be. And, and, and working with those kind of talents is like amazing. And how, how was big daddy Kane? Big daddy Kane was cool. Uh, he had came and he'd done a song with, uh, uh, Snoop and, uh, Snoop asked me to get on the record. I got on the record. Uh, the record never came out. I don't know why, but, uh, it was, it was a good collaboration. Uh, but he's a cool know, guy. Now, Ron, Ron has no idea who Big Daddy Kane is. I most certainly do. You know who Big Daddy Kane is? Ron, what's going on with you? I, I, I know, Jimmy likes to think that I'm, I'm from the dark ages. I even Kim know, doesn't know who Big Daddy Kane is either. I even Kane know who Ice either. Cube is. I even know who hey, Ice Cube is. I know Big Daddy Kane is before Ice Cube. I know that. He's a big fat guy. Chad, can you see Big Daddy Kane on YouTube? Is there anything Big Daddy Kane on YouTube, Chad? He's a big fat guy. Oh, is there like a song? Oh, I definitely know him. I love Big Daddy Kane. He's made movies. He's made movies. He's done all kinds of cool stuff. Anyway. I thought it was a big fat man with a cane. No. That's that's the porno site, Ron. Ron, that's the porno site. Yeah, that's the porno site. Big Daddy with a cane. That's what I thought it was. So what I want to do. Well, hello. Do you know who Doris Day is? Doris Day? Of course I know. She's the spitting image of my mother. Oh, now, I want to ask you a question. You, you know, know that most people, hang on, most people he asked don't know who Doris Day is, so now you're like winning big brownie points. Oh, yeah. Now, <laughs> now, now, you're, now you're like linked into my friendship forever. Listen, Grillo is an Italian name. Are you Italian? No, no, this isn't him. This is Chris Starr. <laughs> Uh, yeah, me. Uh, uh, hey, he never, on, he never knows. I'm looking at my notes. What do I know who's on the radio? I just talk to everybody like some slut in the street. I don't know. I'm like a hooker. You walk by, I talk to you. Um, now the question should be, is Star your real last name? There you go. Well, is it really? That's a good question. That is a good question. My mother used to tell me that I was, you're the bright morning star in the mornings. Aww. But uh, no, it's not my original last name. 
That's funny because mine's not what, either. What was your original last name? Como se llama? What was it? What? 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 what it, no, actually, no. We don't want to know your real last name. We don't. No, no we don't want to know your real last because name because I'm promoting and nobody trying to figure out if he's Italian. What? He's not Italian. That's where we get to. Keep, he gets to keep his anonymity because no, when, I, I when his record comes out and he sells like millions of records and he's like super famous, like people, he nobody wants like nobody knows my real name. Right, I know your real name. <laughs> I know you do. Are, are you a brother? <laughs> Say it again. Are you, are, you you a bro- are you a brother? Of course. No, I mean like a black, oh, yeah. black man. I'm one of those. I'm one of those white skin brothers. No, are you are you African American or black? He just no. Yeah, you guys, it's say? Chris Starr. See, they here's the thing, Chris, is they don't read the press releases and they don't know anything, <laughs> so that way they don't know anything about going on to it all. No homework, Chris. No homework. Chris, Chris, wow. I haven't a clue who you are, but you know what? Jimmy, <laughs> no, it's true. But let me tell you something. Jimmy played your song in the car. I said, put yeah. it put it in my car. I want to hear it all the time. Your song is great. I haven't a clue who you are. But I'll tell you one thing. Six months from now, everybody's going to know who you are. you got some voice, and I love that song. I truly do. It's got... Actually, we're going to play. We're going to play it. I want to play it for everybody. So what we're going to do? How about this, uh, uh, Chris? What I want you to do is actually release. Uh, you announce the song, like give it an introduction. We're going to play it for everybody, and then after everybody hears it, we're going to come back and talk some mm-hmm. more. It's a great song, folks. Get ready. Beautiful song. Cool. You, you go, Chris. Introduce it, Chrissy. Ladies and gentlemen, and this is a debut single from Chris Starr on the Jimmy Starr Show on the Monarch Label. Spectre uh, Records Division, and uh, here we go.
That's your show by Chris Starr, everybody. It's going to be released on Monarchy Records, a division of the Spectrum Music Group. It's available Tuesday, March 11th, which is six days from today. It'll be worldwide. We want everybody to get it. Chris, it's an awesome song, and your falsetto is awesome. I freaking love it. Thank you so much. So everybody out there, remember the name, like me. I don't remember anybody's name. Sometimes I forget my own. I've got so many. But anyway, remember, it's Chris Starr. Two R's. With a double R. Not like my Jimmy with a one R because he couldn't afford the second one in the (laughs) printing. So he just did one R. Shorten it up. So, uh, so Chris, people in the chat room are asking, too, do you have a Reverb Nation or a SoundCloud page? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Well, There's a few songs up there. Uh, give it up, baby. Cool. Give it out. Yeah, give it up for everybody so they can like go Let's and check it all you. out. Let's hear you. Chris Star Reverb Nation, Chris Star SoundCloud. Come check me out. There you uh, go. Oh, that was easy. I didn't. I thought maybe it might be like harder than that. And everybody too. He's got a full length album. It's coming out late summer uh, on Monarchy Records. We'll have him back when the album comes out because it's going to be awesome. And uh, and, and we can't. Uh, we're going to actually. Uh, Bring your manager on in a sec, but Ron's going to have to ask you some questions first. Cool, cool. Go ahead, Ron. Uh, do I dare? Yeah. Huh? Ask him those personal, <laughs> terrible questions. Yeah, right. That's what you do to everybody else. Okay. Here we go. Here we go, baby. Do you have a girlfriend? Uh, actually, I have a, a fiance. Oh. Oh, that 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 sucks. It just wrecked my whole th- my whole thing. <laughs> oh shit. Um, so is the girlfriend like really going to be around long or is she just like a temporary girl? Do you give her like a fake engagement ring? So if she cops a walk, she walks with the fake ring? <laughs> She's going to stick around for a while. She's going to stick around. Oh, then, then, then we can't fix you up with girls on the air. Okay. Are you two having a lot of sex lately? <laughs> I can't believe you no just got to No comment, no comment, Ron. I don't know. Hey, Chris, Chris, baby, I, don't, I never ask personal questions. Never, never. <laughs> yeah, is, she, is she beautiful? I'm sure she is. Of course, huh? Well, she's absolutely beautiful. As gorgeous as my girlfriend, BNGB. <laughs> do you know who BNGB is? Yes, I do. I, do I fell madly. Is. I'm gay. I'm married to Jimmy, but I fell madly in love with her last week. <laughs> and we're going to a big bash that we'll talk about later. And NGB. And she's my dream girl. She is the sexiest, most beautiful girl in the world. If I was straight, boy, I, I, in 20 years younger, 
I would give her the moon. Stop it. You're making Jimmy jealous. No, I love Angie <laughs> We're B. all good. That's no, okay. He knows I love her. I <laughs> Is told that right? Her. Actually, she's my actually, girlfriend. Actually, Chris, do you watch any of those reality like music shows like X Factor and The Voice and stuff like that? All the time. I should have a blog show because I cut everyone down. Okay, because yeah, I, I love those I shows. I love those shows. And last week we went and saw Lily McLeod, who was wow. on Kelly Rowland's team on X Factor last season. She was the 54-year-old lady who looks like she's like 30. 12. With the big afro, and she's absolutely gorgeous. And, uh, she's phenomenal. Yes, have you seen phenomenal. her work? She's not phenomenal. She's beyond belief. That broad, she should have won that show. Actually. She was out there for Yeah, she should have won it. We know why she didn't, but we can't tell. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I can. I can, but no, I won't. No, you can't. No, I'm not going to give names. She was imposed. No, you can't say anything. Oh, well, use your imagination. You can't say anything. <laughs> use your imagination, Chris. Yeah, no. What happens when girls, you know. Da- don't pre- say anything. No, I'm not saying a word. When pre- no, no, don't say anything. Chris, use your you imagination. You want me to sign Uh-oh. her to the record label? Don't say anything or you'll blow it. Do you want me to mute his mic? <laughs> Chris, Chris, you're an adult boy. You'll figure it out, and I'll tell you in private one day. Use your, you use your imagination. Okay. I'll tell you in private. But and then and then we also uh, have Donna Allen. Uh, Donna Allen was on. I don't know whose team she was on, but she was on last season of The Voice, and she's the backup singer for Gloria Estefan. She's also in her fifties. And back in the day, in the nineties, there was a movie called The Specialist with. Uh, Sylvester Stallone and Sharon Stone, and she had the yeah. hit song. She had the hit song, like the love theme song from that, and she was on The Voice last week. And as soon as we leave here, we're actually going to the recording studio in Miami where she's recording to meet with her and meet her. And, I, and Lily and her are best friends, so like it's super exciting and fun. And I want to say something about Lily. After Lily performed for four and a half hours nonstop where she did Michael Jackson, she does Tina Turner, she shakes, she dances, her backup girls are wild, the show is wild. We were sitting down talking, and I said, well, are you a user? Did you do some coke to get that energy? She said, oh, no, Ron. She said, I'm a Christian, and the Lord gives me my strength. So I was so happy to hear that the girl is clean as a whistle, doesn't do drugs, but has energy that is unbelievable. I love Lily. She's fabulous. If I wasn't going to marry Angie, I would have married Lily. Well, she's got a big oh, wow. She's got a big fiancé. That can do Michael Jackson. Is Say that again? <laughs> Anybody that can do Michael Jackson is a champ. Michael was the champ. Absolutely. Absolutely. Did Michael it was, and she even wore clothes like him with the rhinestones she, and the gloves and, and everything. When, it was, and it was she, really amazing. And when she did Thriller, the joint was rocking. I thought the plaster was coming off the ceiling. Unbelievable. <laughs> no, it's true. Unbelievable. I love that, Lily. What's her last name? McLeod. McLeod. How could you forget that? And so we're, we're expecting, actually, I'm expecting to see some pretty good shows out of you, too. I know you're going to be a phenomenal entertainer. You're a lot of fun. It's too bad that you're married because Ron would have, I mean, that you're, you have a fiance because Ron likes to fix everybody up with his two daughters. I got two old maids. <laughs> I can't unload for the life of me. I mean, I might. Hey, Ron, you wouldn't like that if you fixed me up with your two daughters. You wouldn't like that part. No, I can't unload those two broads for anything. I'm trying. I'm, I'm he not, asks every week to see I mean, anybody who's single who comes on, he tries. You know, I, I don't even <laughs> And they're say, actually gorgeous, beautiful, fantastic, well, my, and wonderful. My, my, my one daughter, Leslie, was first runner up in Miss America. I mean, you know, she was no dog. She looks like Verna Lisi. Or, or or the other broad, what's her name? Michelle Pfeiffer. And my Deirdre is on our radio show. She's our sexy vixen, and she's a wild redhead. But these two chicks are never going to get married. I said, don't even get married. Just get pregnant. You know, I want a grandchild. <laughs> Marriage, forget. Just go, cut the chase. Can't unload those bitches for nothing. 
Ron is a character. <laughs> yes, yeah. he is. But anyway, listen. That's why his title is the cool, outrageous wait, man about wait, town. Wait, wait, <laughs> I, wait, I have to make a bargain with Chris. Now, Chris, promise me something, and you're saying it on the air. When you are a superstar, mm-hmm. will you still be my friend? Of course, Ron. And if I, no, if I knock on I'm your dressing be. room door and say, Ron Russell, don't say who? <laughs> No, I'm going to say, come on in, Ron. Spaghetti's ready. There you go. Uh, come on in, Ron. But, Spaghetti's but, hey, that's ready. that's my line. <laughs> but wait, but not with olive oil and garlic. I'm still <laughs> sick over it. No, no, no. Oh, I don't know if he heard that anyway. Yeah, but anyway, like, Chris, terrible Chris you are an absolute delight to be on our show. Thank you. I enjoyed you. You're Hold great. on. We're going to bring on somebody else with him now. Who? His manager, Michael. Michael, are you there? Uh-oh, now, he, now we have dead air. He's not there. Well, man, oh. managers are Hello? dead air. Hey, uh, is that him? Hey, hey, Michael Hurd, what's up? Fight a Star Entertainment, Michael hey, Hurd, hey, the manager hey, for Chris Hey, what's going on? What's going on? Hey, I, I don't know if you heard everybody's, everybody. everybody's good. Let me just give you a quick introductions to our cool guest co-host, the galley chef, Kim Namoli. Hi, Michael. Hello, how are you? Good, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Then we got our cool, outrageous man about town, Mr. Ron Russell. Now listen up, Mike. All uh-oh, right, uh-oh. you're managing our Chris, right? Here I'm we Italian go. from Bro- I'm Italian from I'm Italian from Brooklyn. If you like your knees the way they are now, best take care of our boy. <laughs> <laughs> because we'll grab you on a curb and snap those friggin' knees like they were chicken legs. He knows a guy. He, he, he knows a guy who knows a guy. He's definitely taken care of. You best take care of my Chris. Hey, Ron's a character. Ron's a character, Mike. Yeah, Ron is a character. And we also got the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. I, I don't know what Ron's drinking, but welcome to the show anyway. I'm it's drinking fun. some kind of oh, water. You. I appreciate that. I definitely appreciate that. Yes, actually, <laughs> okay. Michael Hurd is a fantastic manager, and I actually met him. Didn't I meet you on Twitter? Uh, Yes. Yeah, yeah, like you, uh, I mean, I like actually reached out to me on Twitter, and yeah. we've been we've been friends ever since. That's right. And so, <laughs> and speaking of Twitter, we want everybody to follow Chris Starr's Twitter, and it's uh, at I am Chris Starr with two R's. So it's at I A M C H R I S S T A R. Because now he now that he's going to be a superstar, he needs a following. So if you're uh, listening to this show right now, we need to get some followers. So please follow I Am Chris Starr. And uh, Michael Hurd is his manager, but they don't live in the same place. Chris is in California. Michael, where are you? Uh, I'm in Indianapolis, Indiana. Oh, thank God you didn't say prison. (laughs) I got a little nervous. (laughs) Why would I say prison? I don't know. can't do business there. You know, I've had a few managers, and they all wound up in prison doing time. I don't know. I know. (laughs) True. Listen, Michael. Listen, when he becomes a multimillionaire, I get a kickback. You know that. (laughs) So don't forget. You got it, Ron. Don't forget. I get a kickback. I love that. You got to be careful. You bet your ass. I'm from Brooklyn. Can't you hear the accent? You bet I'm from Brooklyn. I'm a wop from Brooklyn. Beware. You know, my my family is tough and, and important. Absolutely. We have fun with it all, too. So, so everybody, we want everybody. First of all, how did you guys meet real quick? I guess because, Chris, you're from Indi- Indianapolis. Is that how you guys met before you were in California? <laughs> it was a blind date. No. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> we're cousins. We're cousins. Oh, wow, it's family. Oh, they oh. screw you the yeah, best. Chris, Chris, watch out. Your relatives screw you better than, than strangers. Chris, beware. Relatives are notorious for screwing you out of money. Okay, okay, Read okay. those contracts <laughs> ten times. Get a lawyer to read the contract. Don't trust your cousin. Listen to me. 
Hey, Michael, Michael used to be a basketball star. He had the best three-pointer anybody could see at the east side of the Mississippi. There you go. I like that. Yeah, thank you. Good. I hope we get to meet you guys one day. I'd love to meet the both of uh, you. We're going to meet him for sure. Because you're good sports, and I love a good sport. Absolutely. So, thank you. Thank you. We appreciate that. So, yeah. everybody, so we, we want... Good sports. We hey, Jimmy, I want to tell you about this independent film that I just finished. Okay. Uh, it's an independent film. It's about bullying. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, I did my part as far as kids getting bullied uh, in the USA. And I wanted to add my part to it. And uh, we made an independent film. Me and a young gentleman by the name of uh, Jose Simmons. Uh, I'm co-writer. He's director. And uh, it's a great film, man. And uh, later on down the line, I guess uh, we can promote that. But it's a great great short film. It's 30 minutes. not long. It's straight to the point. And uh, it's, uh, it needs to be seen. It needs Abs- to be seen. Absolutely. When it's all finished and edited and go, we'll watch it. And we'll bring, we can bring everybody in the film on the show and do like a, a powwow about it. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, of course, of course. I, I'm really against bullying. You should have put me in your film, and I would have shown everybody how I used to bully everybody. No, 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 no. Believe it or not, we were just in a recording studio a week ago with Wendy Moten, oh, I love Chris Wendy Thomas, Moten. another beauty. Uh, Wendy Moten, who's like real popular in the 90s, and then Can Chris, she Chris Thomas, who came oh. in third place of The Voice last week, and Karina Iglesias, she was on The Voice, I mean, not last week, last uh Last season, all three of them, and Shane Layton, who's in the chat room, mm-hmm. uh, and there was another artist, and they're actually doing a big anti-bullying song. Exactly, and it's a fabulous um, song. We're going to promote it. I loved it. And the voices, that Wendy, and then Shane came in, and the other one, it was a friggin' like a, 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 a music fest. That Wendy is fabulous. I mean, she's got a voice that don't quit. Which is fun. So, yeah, so I'm again, we are, we're all about the anti-bullying thing. We think Definitely. it's fabulous. Um, I also think that, that you're, you're going to have a great career. I think your voice is awesome. And when the world hears your has heard your mm-hmm. single now, but when they hear your complete album, they're going to be loving every second of it. We want everybody next week, Tuesday, to download your show. It'll be on iTunes, Amazon, all the digital download sites worldwide in all the different countries. So please support great independent music, support great sports, and uh, support family since they're family. And support the Spectre Music Group and the Jimmy Star Show. And let's download the album, I mean, the single and the album when it comes out later in the year. You guys, we want to thank you guys for coming on the show. It was yes, it sir. was so much fun. Chris, you're a super talent. Michael, you're a great talent also and a great manager. You guys are both great sports. And thanks so much for coming on the Jimmy Star Show. And have a very Merry Christmas. Um, <laughs> thank you guys so much. Thank you, Jimmy. Thank you, Ron. All right, you, you guys. Bye. Take care, fellas. Take care, Bye, guys. guys. Bye. Gee, what nice guy. They are. They really have a sense of humor. They took all of my crazy crap. They're really nice guys. I love when when stars are like that. You know, Jimmy and I are moving back to Florida. What? Soon. Yes, soon. I mean, I love Florida for six months out of the year, but the rest of the time you can have it. You couldn't wait to get out of here, Ron. I know, but don't start me because, you know, I'm not giving up now New York. Now can't wait to come back. Right. What's, no, that's what not true. That? I, I look, this I, is typical. We go through this every couple of years with no, him. No, not true. <laughs> oh, really? I love my I love my, I have wonderful friends down here. Kim mm-hmm. is one of them. I love my friends down here. I truly do. But um, I just wanted to tell everybody that if you're out looking for anything, property, house, or whatever – you have to use Lydia Borak. Get the name now. Who? Lydia Lydia Borak. That's B-O-R-E-K. And I'm going to give you her phone number. You call her. She is the nicest, the sweetest, and the Great hardest. Great realtor. Worker. She will get you the best deal. She negotiates. She money. I mean, she's fabulous. You can reach her at 954-975-4800. That's 954-975-4800. 
1-800-227-0800. And if you want to see and hear what she's all about, go to info, I-N-F-O, at uh, LydiaBorak.com. That's her email to email her for any right. information that you want to get. And then you can check out her website as LydiaBorakRealty.com. And I'm telling you right now, you will not get screwed. Well, maybe if you're a cute guy, you might. But if you're not, you know, you won't. She's good. Go there, people. LydiaBorekRealty.com. Everybody check it out. We're using mm-hmm. her. It's L-Y-D-I-A-B-O-R-E-K.com. And I wouldn't use anybody else. There you go. There you have it. So what we're going to do now, you guys, is we're going to take a quick music break. And when we come back, we're going to have some fun with our co-host, galley chef Kim Namoli. Maybe Woo-hoo! she'll whip up something for me. I'm hungry. So right now we're going to do You Are the Love. This Woo! is by the Jefferson, an awesome Australian band. Check it out, everybody. You Are the Love. There is magic in you. A mystery I hold on to and I
Now tell me, does that song not get you moving? It sure gets me moving. I love this song. Put this in the car radio. I'm for sure going to get a ticket. That is You Are the Love, you guys, by the Jefferson out by the Spectrum Music Group right now. You can get it. It's awesome. Everybody loves it in the chat room. Everybody's going, you rock, fabulous, Oh, let me tell you something. (laughs) If you don't rock to that, you are D-E-A-D. I'm just afraid when it's in the car radio, I'm going to get a ticket from a cop because I could hit the gas pedal and shake my bazooms as I drive down. They're all clapping for you in the chat room. Well, because it's a great record. It's a great record, you guys. It's an Australian band. We've had them on the show it's before. The album is sound. out now. You can get it. And before we start talking with Kim Namoli, I want to like tell everybody to uh, on W4CY Fridays at 5 p.m. Tune into the Irish Ginger Show. Irish Ginger rules this week. She's got special guest Boardwalk Isabella coming on, and they're also going to be playing some new music by Orlando Napier, whose album also uh, comes out next week. Another great performer. So turn into the Irish, Irish Ginger Show Fridays 5 p.m. Eastern Time on W4CY. And now. I want to just say something before we go there. Okay. Listen to me. Jimmy Starr is building one of the greatest stable of performers of anybody. I mean, Motown, move over. Is it Motown? Yep. Motown. I I thought it was Motown or somebody's town. You know, living in Pennsylvania, everything's (laughs) a town. But Motown, move over. He's got BNGB, who is better than Patti LaBelle, if it's possible. Oh, God, she is. I call her LaBelle. He's got... Who's the other broads you got? Some fabulous singers on. Well, I have Patti LaBelle's backup singer, Mary Wilson, who's coming out with a record soon, and she is phenomenal. I mean, Jimmy, you know, we, we drive a lot <laughs> from Palm Beach to Lauderdale back. It's a schlep, and we play all of his stars. And I just sit in the car saying, oh, my God, this one's great. That one's great. He's really got a staff of fabulous performers. So what we're going to bring you for the rest of the year is the most incredible music that's going to be number one. So guys and girls and gay guys, too, and gay girls, listen in. Listen in. Doesn't that would just fit with guys and girls? Just guys and girls. I think so. Well, you know, well, if you're Jewish, you say Jewish friends. If you're Italian, you say Italian friends. And I'm gay, so I like to say gay girls and gay guys. Okay. It kind of makes it intimate. Anyway, if you want to hear it, hear it here first. Absolutely. And then tell your friends, oh, screw you. I knew that music six months ago, darling. There you go. We want to give a shout out to Carla Flores in the chat room. And now, yeah. now we're going to introduce our fabulous guest co-host again, Kim Namoli, the galley chef. Yay! Take it away, Ron. I met Kim about 17 or 18 years ago, and I fell madly in love with her and her husband, Stephen. They're two of the sweetest, kindest people in the world. We've been great friends, even though I moved to Palm Springs in New York. We never lost our friendship. And I have lots of moments that I remember with Kim and Stephen where we got bombed and had a good time and went out and had a good time. But the times that I remember the most is going to her house for dinner. She does a beautiful table, very elegant candles. The food is incredible. She can take you through eight courses of the most delicious food. I mean, just, we, we, Jimmy and I stayed at her house because we didn't want to go from Fort Lauderdale up to Palm Springs Beach. And Kim made us the most incredible breakfast one morning that I couldn't stop eating. Great now, dinners. Yeah, so I'm just going to like say hi to Kim and turn you on to her. Please go on her page and look. She's doing recipes that are outrageously delicious. And if my cousin Cindy is listening, Cindy, she cooks Italian. Gallychef.org. <laughs> Kim, 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 Kim. I'm going to start off very basically. Where do you get your recipes or ideas from? Well, um, I'll start off with a basic recipe, and then I'll just add my own twist to it, uh, depending on what my own taste preferences are. 
So, for example, I love Pierno. I love that licorice flavor. And a lot of times I'll pair that with a cream sauce with pasta uh, and, and a cream sauce or some seafood and cream or uh, even, you know, oysters on the half shell. I love those flavors, that flavor combination. Licorice? Licorice, yeah. Similar I've, I've never, I don't eat fish. What the hell is Tarragon. Yeah, basil, licorice they and all fish, kind that doesn't of work for me anyway. Licorice and oh, fish. You're not wonderful. the galley chef. Mussels yeah, I don't eat with fish. a little perno in them. Oh, d- divine. Absolutely divine. Mm. Do a lot of, do you find that a lot of people don't eat fish? Like I know you like fish. I, I like certain fish. He doesn't really I, like I fish. I hate fish. I never eat fish. And I made last I have week. to be I honest, a- Ron. You're the only person I've ever known that doesn't eat fish. But I must tell you something. <laughs> Chad, I'm, do I'm you a, eat wait. fish? <clears throat> Chad, do you eat fish? I have to say, uh, since BP, I put it on hold, and since Fukushima, I pretty much X'd it out. <laughs> okay. So you got oh, wow. two weirdos. Wait, no, no, no. Listen to me. In the me. same room. That's different. Listen to me. I'm a big fat liar. No, I'm not fat. I'm a liar. The other day, you the ate. The other night, Kim made, and I'm going to let her tell you what she made, and I ate it. The first time in my life I have ever, uh, ever eaten caviar. Caviar, thing. caviar pie, yes. Tell us about tell, it. Tell them what caviar pie is. I didn't try it because I wasn't ballsy enough, but Ron ate it. Oh, it's I'm actually caviar. Oh, my gosh. It's so, so good. It's a wonderful uh, appetizer. And it just starts out with a basic kind of an egg salad on the bottom. There's three layers. The egg salad, and then you have like a sour cream layer. And on top of that, you have... Uh, caviar and you can use like a combination of black and red caviar or uh, black and orange and make different designs on the top if it's valentine's day you can do a red heart in the middle and then put the black caviar around it and kind of make it more festive that way but um, i was very proud of ron because Mm -hmm. he was open-minded enough to taste it and he absolutely loved it well because it doesn't taste like fish it tasted like salt and i said what's the big deal they pay all this money for beluga and it tastes like you know the lady with the umbrella the salt lady so just put salt on your friggin thing and they make believe it's caviar I didn't know caviar tasted like salt. Does anybody out there know that? All right, let's talk a little bit about Italian cooking because I cook, as you know, Kim. And that's my favorite thing to cook and my favorite thing to eat of me, all time. Me too. Um, let's hear. You and you're written? a good cook. You're a really good Italian well, cook. Well, I learned from my grandmother who was from Venice, and she cooked in the house all the time. And as a little boy, I would sit there and watch her, and I learned. And then I went to Italy a lot as a young guy. And my sister, my, not my sister, well, my cousin, Lelia, in Italy, was a great cook. So she would give me recipes, and I was a, a, a father raising two daughters alone. So I did all the cooking, and I taught my children how to cook. And Deirdre and Leslie are wonderful cooks as well. Mm-hmm. So it's all, you know, inherited. Tell us about your Italian recipes. What have you got for us that we could make? Well, I just had a uh, dinner party. It was a fundraiser for the Florida Grand Opera. And um, I did about a seven-course meal, all with wine pairings. And I started out with smoked tuna, which was um, kind of a challenge for me because I didn't have a smoker. So I had to kind of jerry-rig one. And because I live in a condo, I'm not allowed to have any uh, fire uh, out on my balcony, so I had to do it at my office uh, but um, anyway, it turned out really good, and I, I um, had uh, some 20-year-old balsamic vinegar that had been aged in oak 
barrels, and I reduced that by about half, so it turned into a nice thick syrup, and I drizzled that over the tuna with a little bit of uh, lemon juice and extra virgin olive oil. It was fabulous, and then I served that with a crostini. Did you hear how she said it? It was fabulous. Fabulous, <laughs> darling. Wait, wait. What's a crostini? Oh, so unique. Wait. I mean, where do you go and get smoked tuna? Wait. Oh, so yummy. Wait. And because it was smoked over, it was cold smoked, uh, which means it was off the heat, um, it had this wonderful, velvety, smooth uh, uh, mouthfeel to it. You know, I mean, it was it just sounds like sex. magnificent. <laughs> I know. Like I'm <laughs> I just got an erection. It sounds just like sex. I was like, too. I was like, let's wait. take a bathroom break. <laughs> what is what is Christy? Whatever you say. Is that Christini. That's Italian. You know what Christini is. It's a, I know um, a girl named Christini, but I don't know what Christini is. C-R-O-S-T-I-N-I. Uh, it, it's uh, where you take uh, some Italian bread, you slice it very thin, drizzle it with extra virgin olive oil, put a little salt on it, and then throw it in an oven and let it cook until it's nice and crispy like a cracker. Yeah, it's called toast. My grandmother made it. It was okay. called toast. <laughs> okay, toast then. My grandmother would say, Rani, you want a little toast? I'd say, yeah, Nona, Nona make me toast. Hey, over here, okay. I got a toast. Toast is the English version. Christini's the Italian version. Okay. So. Anyway, no, wait, wait, wait. considering how um, offended you were last night at the Italian restaurant when uh, you ordered the Italian thing and the big fat lady didn't know yeah. what the heck you were saying. She was a moron. <laughs> Maybe she wasn't Italian. Who she knows? She wasn't Italian. Well, what the oh, hell okay, was she doing in an Italian restaurant? She was like restaurant. a fat, wicked witch. <laughs> yeah. Well, what was exactly. the next? It was like the people in the kitchen weren't Italian either. No, they were. I guess <laughs> the chef wasn't Italian. No, <laughs> I he think, was I think Italian. the kitchen was either Mexican or Dominican, something like that. But that's okay. They cook Italian too. You know, the uh, Hispanic food is very much like the Italians. Uh, they just uh, put pot pepper and everything. Oh, so it was good. Let's go back tonight. I think no he's way. going to bed early tonight with some Pepto-Bismol no. by his side. No, we're going. We're partying tonight. We have to go down to Miami to a studio and meet this incredible singer. But anyway, let's talk about desserts. What you, now, what that's you, something I like. Yeah, well, well keep your well, trap shut let so me we finish, can hear it. Let me, let me finish the, this uh, meal yes, that, yes, I, that I made. The, so the next course, after the smoked tuna, which I paired with a beautiful uh, rosé, a very light you know, rosé, uh, I made a pappadelle, uh, which is a wide kind of egg noodle pasta with uh, leeks and bacon in a cream sauce. And, what kind of cream sauce? Um, it was <clears throat> mushroom. Well, here, here, there I go again with the Pirano. So I had to add just a splash of Pirano, and then I echoed that with a little bit of tarragon in it as well. It she had a, echoed a it. Do you love it? Flavor to it, and um, <laughs> well, whatever. I love it. It's and cute. then um, I had a basil, mint, lemon sorbet afterwards mm, to kind of. That you know, sounds yummy. It was yummy. A, pe- a palate cleanser. That's on my website. If you, oh, it's Give the most delicious sorbet you will ever have in I your life. I love sorbet You've first of all. That's my favorite. No. I love the palate cleanser. <laughs> that I love. A palate anyway. cleanser. Got it, Ron. I love it. Palate cleanser. <laughs> I mean, I, I could I could have used that after a couple of dates when I used to date women. <laughs> I could have used a palate cleanser. And uh, then He's for the on a roll. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a naughty little boy. Oh, Ron, you'll always be my my darling Ronnie and never change. I hope not. You're a naughty friend. You're naughty, naughty Ronnie. Uh, So then veal milanese came next, Mm. and I I topped that with uh, arugula salad with Mm. uh, a very thinly shaved, delicate red onion Mm. and a little bit of tomato and a lemon, a very light lemon lemon vinaigrette. And then we came to the dessert, which is your which favorite. You know, who me? Tiramisu. Mm. Oh, delicious. I love tiramisu. How do you make your t- I make mine. I want to hear how you make yours. 
I start out with a sabayon and mix a little heavy cream with that and just um, take my lady fingers and I dip them in. Um, I do about one part espresso to oh, good. Uh, a half a part of a, a, a coffee liqueur. And just dip them in there, layer it all out, put my sabayon uh, and cream mixture over that, and then another layer of the yeah. ladyfingers dipped in the uh, liqueur and coffee, and uh, let it chill yeah. for that, that's a couple of hours, and then dust it with cocoa yeah. powder. I make it the same way, but sometimes I put Cointreau. Yeah, and sometimes a I use Amaretto. Amaretto is divine in it. I've had it, but the Cointreau oh. is better. The Cointreau gives it sort of a orange, a little not even an orange, it's sort of a little weird tang mm. to the tiramisu. You know, you liked weird tang. What do you think? I, why do you think I'm married to Jimmy Starr? Why do you think I'm married Jimmy Starr? He's a weird tang. <laughs> better than Poo Tang. Oh, Jimmy, I'm shocked. I see Ron's rubbing off on you. Yes. <laughs> Last guess. week I was on a roll. <laughs> I know. I rub off on him on the right way. But So give me something else now. I want a juicier recipe than that. Hmm, what do you got? Recipe. I'm looking at your thing. Give me something like we could make fast. Something like I just got home from somewhere and Chocolate. Jimmy's hungry. Mm. Chocolate-covered strawberries, yeah. Oh, that's my favorite. But that it's not really a recipe, though. Yeah, I mean, that. all you do is yeah. just melt the chocolate and dip How the How about a risotto alla milanese or boulanese? Mm. Mm. Yes. Uh, a quick recipe, because I have a quick recipe for that. You do? Okay. Yeah. Um, you now, can critique his. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, my favorite risotto is uh, with uh, wild mushrooms. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you know, tons and tons of Parmigiana Reggiano, because, mm-hmm. I mean, what would risotto be without that? Right. And then I like to um, lace it with um, a little bit of uh, lemon zest and extra virgin olive oil just to, you know, finish mm-hmm. it off. I've never done that. That sounds good. Everybody in the chat room is saying, I'm hungry. And now Chad just like, now I'm hungry. He just <laughs> left to go get some meat. Yeah. <laughs> but if you, if you want a quick rice recipe, and you're going to vomit when you hear what I'm saying, but if you want to go quick... Get Italian rice, boil it, open a can of Campbell's cream of mushroom, heat it up with lots of uh, onion sliced in it, not onion, uh, mushrooms, to add to the flavor. Then dump that in your rice with tons and tons of cheese. It really is very delicious. It's not Italian. I don't know what it is. It's some kind of sloppy it's meal. Like slop. <laughs> but it's delicious, and it goes very nicely with a meat steak of some kind. I also Jimmy like, loves it. You've eaten my You know rice. what else is good is truffle oil. If you make that mushroom risotto, drizzle it with truffle oil as a finishing oil. That's fabulous. What are the tricks to cooking, Kim? What is it that, supposing you screw up a meal, mm-hmm. I know if too much salt is in it, you put a potato in it, and the potato eats up the salt. Mm-hmm. So what are the tricks? Can you give us some cooking tips when we screw up a meal? Sure. Um, let's see. Some good tricks are, um, well, I don't know about screwing up a meal because I don't do No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but... I knew that was coming. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't screw up meals either, but I have you know friends what you do? do. You know what you do? You just start over again. Run out to the store really quick and get your get get yourself some fish or whatever it is you screwed up. And do it all <laughs> over again. Don't let anybody know that you left the party and do it all over again. And this time, get it right. <laughs> but, um, but actually, also, if you really want to brighten up any meal, um, the Italians have something that they call a gremolata. And that is um, very finely chopped parsley, lemon zest, 
and finally uh, just minced garlic, fresh mm-hmm. minced garlic. Mix, the, mix those three up together and just sprinkle it over fish, meat, vegetables, anything. It's out of this world. I put that on brajol. Oh, I yes. love well, it on brajol. It yes. is so delicious. You know, a brajol is everybody. It's thinly pounded down veal, and it's got all kinds of hard-boiled eggs and all kinds of wild shit in there. Oops, Sorry. stuff in there. Excuse <laughs> me. I heart radio. Forgive me, please. Um, anyway, look up brajol recipes. They're fabulous, but I do spritz it with that stuff. Yeah, that's really good. And the other uh, other thing that you can do that's really simple is, is just a fresh squeeze of lemon juice over anything. Mm-hmm. Vegetables, meat, yeah, seafood, anything. It doesn't matter. Broccoli. It just it just perks it yeah. right up and brings all yeah. those flavors steam out. Your, steam broccoli and sprinkle it. Here's how I make broccoli. Sometimes I roast pinoli nuts, pine nuts, and I throw it in with my broccoli, a little bit of olive oil, and then I sp- I squeeze over it lemon juice. It's added. That world. sounds really good oh, with it, some garlic too. Well, yum. yeah, I forgot the garlic. Yum, with yum, garlic. Yum. And it's really wonderful. Mm-hmm. So, you guys, if you want to find out more about Galley Chef, you can go to www.galleychef.org. She's got restaurant reviews. She's got recipes. She's got contact information. If you've got a big yacht and you're looking for a galley chef or a captain, you can let her know. And if there's a recipe that you want that you don't see on the website, all you have to do is leave a comment and ask. I'll be happy to get it over to you. There you go. And she's really incredible. And She's been on the best yachts. I mean, I want to brag about it because she can't. But she's been on it. I can't use his name. But last week she cooked for one of the biggest designers we have, fashion designers in our country. A super duper name. What the initials on that name? No, no, no. Don't. We can't even give the initials. Ron, how many times do we have to tell you? (laughs) Anyway, just use your imagination. Super duper gigantic phenomenal. The yacht. All you have to do is say she cooks. For the elite of the world. How big and, was the yacht? Can, How big was the yacht? 150 feet. 150 foot yacht. That's all, a, that's an ocean line. All you have to do is say she cooks for the elite of the world. Right. And if you want to be able to eat the food the elite of the world, check out right. all her recipes and on galleychef.org. Kim Kim has cooked for movie stars, Broadway stars, television stars, and Ron Russell, television, radio, and movie star. And Jimmy Starr. So what we're not going to do now, we're going to take a quick break, you guys. We're going to play. This is the new single by Fred Rose Star, What If 2, available on all the digital Digital download sites right now. Check it out. It's just raining outside. I'm just looking out the window, man. You know I'm see the whole city. What if the world were one color? What kind of world would it be? Everybody the same color. Stevie Wonder will see. What if Abraham Lincoln never freed the slaves? What if weed was legal? I had trees for days. What if Little Wayne Cup was filled with Kool-Aid? LL was a nerd, he wasn't really Cool J. What if the NRA changed all the gun laws? And no one could buy guns out the gun store. What if my nigga Kevin Hart was like six feet tall? <laughs> nigga probably wouldn't be funny at all. Everybody rocking gold cause it trended at James. But what if this nigga had on fake gold chains? What if the black man could swim in White man could jump What if the Reeboks Never made the pump What if Kobe and Shaq Never had beef Niggas probably had Ten rings apiece What if OJ Simpson Would've fit that glove What if Whitney Houston Would've never did drugs What if Sean Poe Would've never shot the gun In the club What if the homie Easy e Would've wore that glove What if the Crips wore red The Bloods wore blue What if Dr. Martin Luther King Dreams came true What if Chris and Rihanna Never had that fight Should've never checked his phone It would've been a good night Swear what if Everybody talking what if 
I'm in the crib just smoking my pip. Everybody talking with it. If fifth was the fifth, then we'd all be drunk. Everybody talking with it. I'm in the crib just smoking my pip. Everybody talking with it. If fifth was the fifth, then we'd all be drunk. Yeah, man. Just chilling in the crib, you know. Got this a rock. And rocks. Look like the sun coming out, man. Yeah. Would it be a mess? Never got knocked by the feds. Would it black just never got shot in the leg? What if LeBron played Jordan in his prime? Both niggas probably be dunking from the free line. But there was no more coke in Washington Heights. What if Jangle was directed by Spike? What if Trayvon was a white kid with a hoodie on? Rest in peace to all my niggas in the hood that's gone. What if Dougie Fresh never met Slick at the party? Then hip-hop wouldn't have had no lottie dottie. What if niggas stopped making those Air Force Ones? I be all fucked up. I love my Air Force sons. What if Trigger stopped itching? No more killing in the hood. What if niggas stop snitching? What if Kendrick Lamar never kicked that verse? Would the hip-hop game be better or worse? It's what if. Everybody talking what if. I'm in the crib just smoking my pip. Everybody talking what if. If fifth was the fifth, then we'd all be drunk. Everybody talking what if. I'm in the crib just smoking my pip. Everybody talking what if. If fifth was the fifth, then we'd all be drunk. What If 2 by Fredro Star available now on Monarchy Records, a division of the Spectrum Music Group. And on the right, on the phone right now, we have our Hollywood Vixen dude to Sarego. Greetings from New Orleans. I'm Yay. trying to figure out where I'm going oh, in New Orleans. Uh oh, as I talk to you guys, I'm trying to get my bearings now. I literally, literally just got off of Lake Pontchartrain Bridge. And I am... Oh, Canal Street. Okay, great. I know where I'm at. Yay. <laughs> you know, Angie, Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt have a house there. I know. I passed by it. I saw their house. They live right off of... Um, oh, God, let me think of the name. Everybody knows where it is, so I'm not, well, I'm not being bad by if, revealing anything. If they're there while you're there, just ring a bell and go say hi to your old buddy, Angie. They're never, ever there, apparently. They're, they're like, always in Paris or, like, L.A. They never oh, come to the New know, Orleans. Santa that, Bullock also has a house here, too. And, 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 and Rice also, the, the witch yeah, writer. Yeah, Anne Rice. Yeah, you need to go to Anne Rice and talk to. Yeah, and try to talk to Anne Rice and let's get her on the show. That would be fun. Yeah. Right. I want to hear why watch. she's no longer a Christian. I know, me, too. I, I, I'm so fascinated. So, that's funny, you guys, because I just posted a picture on Instagram, right and it was it's a picture of Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, and it, Brad Pitt's leaning over to Lupina, whatever the lady who won the Oscar, uh-huh. and Lupita. said Lupita, and and, and and he's whispering in her ear, and the subtitle says, "Hey, we would like to adopt you too." <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. I posted it on my timeline. That is so funny. So you've been driving for two days. Now you're ready to start your movie career in New Orleans. Way, way, way fun. Yes, yes. I'm actually trying to hope I'm going the right direction on Canal Street. I don't know. Tell me the movie you're shooting tomorrow. 
Tomorrow it's called D Train. It's with James Morrison and Jack Black. Jack Black. I went on I I went on IMDb and looked at it. It looks like it has a cool cast. It looks fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, it looks awesome. Like it's going to be fun. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, so I'm waiting to to get the call sheet to find out what my call time is tomorrow. Um I'm kind of hoping that it's a late call time because I've had to dye my hair yet, do my nails, and. Are you kidding? So, uh, <laughs> no. So, nothing nothing like going go prepared, Deidre. Huh? It's going to be another sleepless night for her. Nothing like going prepared. Exactly. I, I've always told you, be prepared for everything days before. I know. She's prepared. You don't She's listen ready. to your father. What's wrong with you? Uh, no, I will. And then I also just got another. I got an email. Um, for the Mississippi Grind movie with, um, with, uh, oh Jesus, what is wrong with me? I'm so tired. I'm, I'm like road punch drunk here. Uh, you're um, just like your father. Not Ryan, not, not <laughs> Ryan Gosling, the other Ryan. What's his name? Um, oh God. Felipe? Oh, no, Ryan, um, oh, the one that's married to Blake Lively. Why am I forgetting? Hello? Oh, Blake Lively's married to, uh, uh, Ryan Goldbeer. Uh, oh, I forgot who Blake Lively's married to. Google it. It doesn't matter. Anyway, you're going to... What his name is? Um, they, uh, they changed the date. Ryan the Reynolds. Had... Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Thank you. Oh, my God. I don't know what is wrong with me. Why I forgot that. I had auditions you're, you're for the You're tired, Rachel. honey. You're tired. And they, uh, they actually changed the date, so they sent me an um, email if I was available on the 7th now. So I had to send them back what I was, and then I guess wait and hear back if they're going to book me for that. That would be great. That's cool. Aren't awesome. you doing something with the matchmaker? You know, I, I'm a little bummed out about that because I was contacted by the matchmaker millionaire, and I assumed when I looked at all the, like the, like the website and everything that it was the Patty Stanger one. So they had sent me, they said, we saw your pictures, we think you're beautiful, we want, we're, and we're interested, please call. It's not Millionaire Matchmaker with Patty Stanger. Now, I think they're going to be in a little bit of trouble because they're using the name Millionaire Matchmaker, which they actually said they were going to change. Um, I think I'm going the wrong way. It's probably a porno film. I hope she's not going uh, so, the wrong way so down a one-way it's street. It's not the one with... It's not the one with Patty Stanger, so I'm not doing it. No, it's, pro- it's sound, probably a porno. Porno films do that. Porno films cop titles from legitimate stuff. I'm not going the right direction. I need to make a U-turn because I think I'm going the completely wrong direction. Be careful. Direction. Yeah, you pull over ticket. and park the car for, for a minute. Yeah, park the car. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to because, because I'm the GPS while I'm on the phone, that, and I really those, don't know where I am right now. Those New Orleans <laughs> cops are mean. Well, I have, I, I'm lucky because Nicholas is, um, you can go, lady. Nicholas's uncle is the chief of police, so oh. I don't have to worry. <laughs> good to know people in high places. Yes, I do, darling. <laughs> <laughs> like my father. <laughs> so, so, when so, don't I? <laughs> so tell the world how much you miss me. Oh, I miss you very much. I miss all you guys very much. Oh, I miss you yeah. too, my little pussycat. <laughs> I'm so excited for you, though, that you're, like, in doing all cool new things. I think it's going to be so fabulous. I do, too, yeah. I think you're going to be I'm awesome. so happy I'm for you. You're going to you meet know, so I'm... many cool people, and mm-hmm. and it's just, like, a whole new a whole new chapter. And you're not even there, yeah. and you got two movies already. Mazel. I know. I'm hustling. i got to hustle. I'm, you know, I'm, I mean, well, 29 no, don't, years Don't old, say that on the any... radio. Don't say you're hustling. You know, I'm hustling a movie career. Oh, okay. I'm a hustler. I, I, don't I say you're a hustler, either. Just say you're ambitious. <laughs> I don't sit back and wait for, you know, for, for, for things to knock on my door because, 
you can grow very old and gray and Gee, alone. So. Who, who taught you that? There you go. I don't know. I wonder who who taught you that. I always say, go for it yesterday because tomorrow somebody else has got it. Well, I think it's freaking awesome. And we've got Kim here and we've been promoting Galley Chef and her website. And she's been interviewing the different celebrities that we have. And I think it's great that you're there. And I'm happy you got there so early. I wasn't thinking you'd get there till like much later tonight. Well, yeah. Initially, I was going to leave Knoxville at like 9 or 10. But then I said, you know what? I said I've got to get I've got to get the rent a car back. I have to get in the apartment, unpack, do my hair for whatever call time is tomorrow. You know what? I would rather get up early today at five so I can get into New Orleans like now because now I have ample time. Now I can unpack. I can go grocery shopping while I still have the car. I have like a minivan, like a mom minivan, which I hate, by the way. I'm happy I don't have kids because I can't stand this thing. You should but, be in um, a red Corvette, my God, with your gorgeous know, red but, hair. Oh, Hello. This, this minivan is not packed with screaming kids. It's packed with screaming boxes because, <laughs> you know, I have, I have a whole house worth of stuff, but it's all in storage. So I had to take my necessities, things that, like, I just can't absolutely live without. So, well, do you, um, do you think pos- do you think possibly you might meet a guy down there and get married and have a kid? I mean, maybe, but you know, that's not my priority. But Daddy I'm wants a grandchild. I'm going to get a grandchild because I don't want children. But um, <laughs> you don't. But want Daddy children. does. That's very important know, to Daddy. Well, he could go adopt. You can go adopt. <laughs> I think though that he would have that she would have children if it was with Ryan Gosling. So all you got to do is hook hey, that up. All you, you have go. to do is hook that up, and then you get grandchildren. I, have, I, I promise you this: if Ryan Gosling was to ever fall in love with me and want to marry me and have children with me, well, I will promise he, you that I will do who it. Who said anything about love? Why don't you just ask him to be a sperm donor? <laughs> no, no, because she wants him around all the time. <laughs> That's true. I'll just do that. <laughs> See? He's a, he's there you go. Do my, do- my, daughter, toy, my daughter loves movie stars. She's been dating quite a few of them. She doesn't, she loves she doesn't do want sperm donor, though, in the traditional way where they use a, a base yeah, no, You know, She no, has no, to at least a get a turkey A turkey baster. Listen, Ryan can personally give me his sperm if he would like. I'm, That's I'm right. Very, he can personally, but, if he personally base you, you'll be you okay. Know, <laughs> we, can, we can go to dinner beforehand. We can make a lovely evening of it. We're all making fun of this, but nobody knows how many movie stars Deirdre has dated, and that's on the level. Okay, anyway, but um, Ron, don't mention any names. No, but there's, but there's no, a there. but. There's a possibility she could meet Ryan and date him, so it's not like it's impossible. I know. I don't think it's impossible at all. Of course she's, not. She's a star, you know, water. What? Oh, never mind. A star, you know, water. No, I'm not. No, no, she's no, no not. I'm not. She that is, is absolutely not. not true. And don't ever that. So no, don't. That's wrong. <laughs> the don't stars will be chasing her, <laughs> and as soon as Ryan Gosling sees her, he's going to be totally chasing her, snatch all over the place till he find, <laughs> till he gets her. It just says she might give it up a little easier to him than anybody else that she tells to go no, screw off. Make him, I will make him work harder for it. Oh, uh, there you go. That way he'll want it. I love it, Deirdre. You're exactly. awesome. Let's go. I'm ready. I'm ready for him. To be, I'm ready for so Ryan wait. to be a member of the family. Okay, let's get into what you do, my darling. The Hollywood Vixen. What did you think about the Oscars? And what did you think about Angie O'Pal, Angelina Jolie? I thought that okay, number one, Angelina Jolie looked absolutely magnificent. Oh, I love the dress. I love the look. Absolutely. She was great. I thought this was the best Oscar I can't speak. This was the best Oscar that I've seen in a very long time. Simply the fact that I saw all of the nominees, all of their performances, and all of the movies. And I was really 
torn because I said to Leslie, I said, I don't even care who wins. I said, because everybody that's nominated deserves to win. I said, so if any of them win, I'm happy. I called all of the winners only because I knew just kind of like for the GP and, and, and for the Academy, I just figured those would be the winners. Um, but I definitely thought that Matthew McConaughey deserved for Dallas Buyers Club. I loved 12 Years a Slave. I really did. I loved Michael Fassbender in it. He was amazing. I loved Lupita in it. And, oh, God, I can never pronounce his name. The one that played... Um, I don't know. His okay. Name. Now, I got to cut you, honey, because we have a caller coming in, but I agree with everything oh. you said. Here's our next guest, and he's a director. No, no, I have to call him. I was just saying that we have to, like, get it, because oh. I was supposed to call him four minutes ago. Do I, Sign do I, do oh, okay. I ever get anything So we're not right? done yet. We're right. We got, we got two more minutes. I, I want Because okay. I thought the Oscars was great, too, and I don't know if you're going to be able to stay on the phone when we're interviewing the next guest or if you have to go, so I want to give you a few minutes. Well, we just were ha- so happy that you could actually call with your b- big travel here. And do you miss yes. not being on the red carpet this year <laughs> yes i do i do miss it well you should have called larry it could have gone on yeah well, what'd you think of lara what'd you think of our, well wait what did you think of our little lara she was um, on the red carpet our little yeah. sweetheart well she was on the red carpet um i liked her dress i just i, I just don't think it was really Oscar. i would have loved to have seen her in a little bit more of a fancy dress um but I like the dress. It was pretty. I like her hair up. I just would like a little more lipstick on her. Um, but, but yeah, but the dress, I just wanted something a little more pizzazzy, a little more fancy. I thought Charlize you know? Theron was the best dress. Gorgeous. Charlize Theron was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite it couple was actually Matthew McConaughey and his wife, Camille, or Camilla. Yeah, they Camilla's pretty. dress mm-hmm. was magnificent. But let it me was tell really you, beautiful. I want to tell you something about Charlize's dress. If you look at the movie, Gentlemen Prefer Blondes, Jane Russell has the exact gown on in black sequin. They copy, yes, I know the film backwards. Jane Russell's gown is exactly that gown in black sequin. So they copied it from that movie. Well, I gotta tell you, when I go to the Oscars, you know, again, but this time as like a nominee, hopefully in the future, um, I would love, I'm gonna rock old school Hollywood. I mean, I'm totally gonna look back to the past to find a fabulous dress that's to me, old school, old Hollywood glam. And I'm actually going to put makeup on. I was really disappointed with a lot okay. of these attendees all good, didn't have makeup. All good ideas. Are we going? Yeah, I'm going to call. So I think you're right, though. I think the old school, glamorous Hollywood, well, you look great in everything, so it wouldn't make any difference. Um, um, but I think it's awesome. And, and everybody in the chat room says hello and wants to uh, wish you Hi, well. Well, wish you well. Everybody's in there. The chat room's got a lot of cool people in it. And we're going to actually call Christian Grillo now because he's our 415 guest that we're a little bit late with. Um, if you can stay on, you can stay on. I know that you got a lot to do. So if you can't stay on, we'll, we'll have you next week. And that'll okay, be totally yeah, up to I'm you. I'm actually going to go. All right, okay. everybody. So bye, bye darling. Love, love you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Talk to you. Next Wednesday. Okay. Bye. Be safe. I, I love you, honey. Brush your teeth and comb your hair. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. Hey. How you doing? <laughs> Good. Am I on the air? Yes, you are. <laughs> Ta da. Is, is this Jimmy Star? This is Jimmy Star, and this is his, and his crew. Hang on a second. I'm in a little bit of a jam right now. Uh oh. Oh, I got him over. Uh oh. Here comes the cops. I just, I just Show me some hands. <laughs> Oh, that's pretty tricky. He's just doing that. 
<laughs> what a creative guy. Love it. Can't we all just get along? Hey, guys. How are you doing? Are you one creative? I was F-U-C-K or what? <laughs> Way to go. Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show, Christian Grillo. Is that how we pronounce your last name, Grillo? Yeah, it's close enough. How, how would you pronounce it? Uh, probably just like that. Okay. <laughs> okay, welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. Before we get started, let me introduce you to everybody, starting with our cool, outrageous man about town, Mr. Ron Russell. Hey, and your name is pronounced Grillo, because you're <laughs> Italian. You're Italian, eh, Grillo? Yeah, that, that's right, cuz. <laughs> that's right, cuz. No, it's true. <laughs> Listen, before... No, cuz, like cousin. I know. Yeah. Wait a second. Before we go on with the interview, are you married? Yes, his wife's yeah. in the chat room. Oh, shit. His wife's in the <laughs> chat room. I have two daughters I can't unload. I figured I could unload one of them on you. All right, go on with the interview. All right, next, next one. I, I have a lot of single friends. Oh, oh good. We go. Good, we like that. We got the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. What's up, brother? Welcome to the show. Yeah, what's up, Cosbo? Cos number two, what's up? There you go. Then we have a special guest, our guest co-host, Chef Galley, Galley Chef Kim Namoli. Hello, how are you? What are we eating? <laughs> we've been, you know, we've been talking about food a lot this show, so everybody's starving. And uh, and I'm Jimmy Starr. We want to welcome you to the show. And also, there's a chat room full of people. So, uh, uh, actually, his wife has written in the chat room that he's taken Ron. <laughs> you know, I I, I, I always try to talk about dresses or something. And her name, and her, we'll give a shout out to Carmela. She sounds like a beautiful name. I'm sure she's Woo! quite beautiful. So welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. And, and uh, the chat room's full of people, and we're very happy to have you and, and excited. So where are we actually talking to you? Where do you live? Uh, we're in sunny Langhorn, Pennsylvania. Oh, are you really? Oh, you're kidding. We're from New Hope. Oh, well, that's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, we're down here in Florida right now because the station's here, and, and we're visiting with my father. But like, we actually live in Bucks County. Oh, well, that's a smart decision because it's absolutely horrible up here. <laughs> <laughs> How is cold it is it? it? Is it cold? How cold is it? Um, do witches have blue nipples? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is hilarious because it is like, like we, we, when we left there, it was like nine degrees. Uh, we've been here for uh, Saturday will be three weeks. Yeah, Saturday will be three weeks right. that we've been here. And so it was like minus, it was like nine degrees when we left. How cold is it today? Um, well, let's just say this. There was a penguin knocking on my door. He had a coat on. Because <laughs> we got about 80 degrees here. <laughs> so tell me, were you originally a stand-up comic? No. Never. No, well, you know, you have that Italian He's Brooklyn He's just a wise-ass. No, that's called New York or Brooklyn Italian humor. Where are you from originally? Philadelphia. Oh, Philly. You're a Philly boy. Same thing as New York. It's just a little yeah, south. Born, born and raised, Philadelphia. It's a little south. So tell me a few of the things you've directed. I don't know. We're gonna, no, I'm not going to do it that way. I'm going to go into that. Oh, you're going to do that? Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I stepped that. on his toes. Guys, to prima guys, there's enough for me to go around. Please don't fight. <laughs> First of all, no, because he's got a new movie. It's actually coming out in April, I guess, right? It's going to be available in yeah. April. Uh, I actually I didn't watch all of it. I didn't have time. I watched a lot of it. It's called Apocalypse. Ooh. I'm going to finish it. Don't worry. I'm going to finish I, I was very excited, actually. One of the reasons when I saw uh, when, I, when, when, when your publicist were approached me about bringing you on the show is the fact that uh, several of the people that are in the film that we've had on the show before and so I thought that would be like really? fun yeah uh, I, I know Tom Atkins not super super well but I, I know him and he's been on the show I know Michael Berryman relatively well and Lloyd Kaufman was one of my very first guests four years ago when we started the Jimmy Star show that's my uncle Lloyd 
Oh, is he? Is he really your uncle? I adopted him. Okay, that works. Well, he's awesome. I'm a cousin, so why not? And he was so funny the very first time. He was one of my very first guests, maybe like, oh, I don't know, like our sixth or eighth show. And he was so hilarious. And I'm also That's a huge cool. horror movie buff. I'm a celebrity clothing designer, and almost every major horror movie star wears my stuff. And so uh, so I'm Excuse a huge... Me, I'm interruption a, for those uh, of you out there. That's horror, not horror. Horror, whatever. How do you say horror movie, uh, Christian? I thought we were talking about something completely different. Exactly. <laughs> he pronounces horror, horror. How do you say horror, Christian? I, I don't. He doesn't. <laughs> I don't. It keeps me out of trouble. Because his wife will beat the shit horror. out of him. Anyway, you have a new film, Apop- Apocalypse Kiss. And yeah. uh, it's a science fiction feature film. Again, it has it has a whole bunch of great cast in it. Um, I, I actually picked out these people because number one, a lot of people who who are fans of horror know who they are. Tom yeah. Tom Atkins uh, has been in a ton of movies. Michael Berryman, he was in the original Hills Have Eyes as the really scary looking guy, and he's been in tons of films. And Lloyd Kaufman is a trauma is the head of trauma films, and he makes. Kind of like dumb films, but dumb fun films, and they're all really, really well known and respected in the horror movie community. Yes, he does. And uh, so you got this new movie; it's coming out in April. Um, basically, like uh, if I give a summary, a quick summary, and you can kind of like add to it, but it's basically about uh, a killer called the Red Harvest Killer, and there's these two like hot like lesbian ladies who are killing people and getting the credit for and and the red getting the credit like they are the red harvest killer but they're really not so the real killer helps the police try and track down like these chicks while the world's coming to an end Sort of. That's wow, to, that's not drama, is it? Jeez. <laughs> so go ahead, say some tell us tell us tell us your take with it real quick, Christian. Well, I'd like to say it, it's about um, people who are media whores, not horror, people who are media <laughs> whores and just love the attention of being, uh, you know, in, in front of a camera or, or just having some newsworthy attention about them, such as myself. And, uh, Me too. It, it starts getting stripped away a little bit by these two nomadic uh, lesbian killers who are coming in, and they're not trying to be killers, they're just trying to survive. And it takes place in this pre-apocalyptic world that's in our near future. And there's a lot of satire in the entire film uh, that, that sort of pokes fun at the government today and where we feel the government may be going. And it's sort of like a, a 1984 meets Blade Runner kind of feel. Yes, it really is. And it's shot very well for an independent film because we, s- we see a lot of independent film, like a lot of it. In- I watch every independent horror film just about that comes out, and some of them I can't make it past the first. To hear that. I know, I know. A lot of them I can't make it past like the first five minutes. So uh, I was really intrigued um, by the movie. I was also really intrigued by the music in the movie. Thank you. Um, and I, I actually run a record label, and so like I was super. I really enjoyed the music in it. I thought it was really cool, and the fact that you got some big name people in it. Uh, everybody should see it. Is there a we- is there a website for for the, the the film itself that people can go and check out, like the the uh, trailer trailer and stuff? Well, anybody can go to my YouTube page, which is Mr. Potent on YouTube, or you can basically check out um, a Court International, which is our distributor. They have the trailer there. And you can also purchase the movie uh, off of Acourt International. Um, there's Amazon.com, I believe, has the trailer up there now, along with where you can order the DVD. You can pre-order it because it comes out in April. 
Uh, or you can just Google. Uh, Apocalypse Kiss will come up in Google, and there's actually two trailers. There's a Red Band trailer, which is the more R-rated one, which could be fun for you guys to watch. And there is the, uh, I guess, the PG-13 rated one, which is the one you probably saw already. Actually, like, it's the first movie I've seen that, oh, I don't know if I can say, yeah, well, the, the R-rated trailer, like, at the beginning of the movie, there's, like, some full frontal male nudity, which you don't really see, like, yeah. in very many films. So right off the bat. Thank you. Right off the bat, they got the big old dick swinging. <laughs> okay. I have a question for you, Chris. How do you think the gay audience will accept two lesbians as being bad people? Um, I hope they accept it very well. They're hot. They're very beautiful. <laughs> because the, 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 gay, the gay people have a thing about uh, always showing gay people as killers and bad people. It's a bad image for uh, we gay people because I'm gay. And we have a little bit of a problem. You know, psycho, everybody turns out to be gay, dressed in a dress, yeah. stabbing somebody. Um, and we'd like to see gay people do things that heterosexuals do. So I'm just wondering as to, I haven't seen the movie, but after I see it, I'll call you and let you know how gay people receive it. I'm sure well. I think it's horror, and so uh, horror, horror, and I think, uh, you know, it's actually, it's actually way beyond like a horror film, because it's not really like a horror, like slasher, you know, it's well, way more like Blade Runner-y. It's more of an exploitation film meets sci-fi. Yes, that's it. Good. That's right. a good... Wow, you've got but this to, down. But, but to answer that question, um, I really didn't put any thought into, well, how this is how I'm going to uh, express gay people in the film. And in my last film, Deer Crossing, I had um, gay people in that as well, or people playing gay people, and they weren't uh, they weren't shown in a, in a bad light. Uh, I... I feel that gay people are as much of the society and deserve to be put into roles as much as anybody, whether it be a, a positive role, a negative role, or what have you. I, I believe in, hey, everybody's got to get a fair stab, whether it be in a good light or a bad light. I don't really uh, try to sit there and think about, hey, do I want to make this gay person right. appear to be a bad person in my film? In all honesty, my two favorite characters in the whole entire film are Katya, and, and her lover, which is Gladys. And, you know, whether they're gay or not gay really didn't even matter to me. It just seemed more exciting and fun. No, it's just that some, I'm not speaking for myself, but there are some gay groups that really don't like gay people being shown in any light that's not good light because they seem to always cast gay people, as I said, uh, as wacko, psycho, Actually, murderers. it's not like that, though. Cause in I this, haven't seen the film. I'm talking through my hat. I know. I'm well, sure when I see the film, I'll approve of everything. Because actually, actually, in this film, because uh, they're basically, they're just trying to survive in a, when the world's like yeah, in a post-apocalyptic world. So. Right, right. I was just curious <laughs> about that because, you know, these queens, they get really bitchy when they see things they don't like. And I got to bitch smack those little queens and tell them, hey, the film is not that way at all. I'm an actor. It's just a film. Wait, I got to do a plug. I'm an actor. My film is coming out very soon. It's called Croker. And I play a cop from Brooklyn, straight cop, who is trying to solve a 20-year murder mystery. So if ever you need Wait a minute. You're playing a straight cop. Why are you playing a straight cop? Because I want to make believe. (laughs) 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 And that's right. That's like, you know, they say, how come gay people, uh, straight people play gay people? Well, touche, we're getting even. We have a gay guy playing a straight cop. Uh, anyway, it's a great film. It's called Croker. It's a, it's a kid film. It's going to be funny. It's high camp. So if ever you need a good actor that you want, give me a call. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. I, I think there's been a lot of gay people in Hollywood who played straight roles. Uh, look at Tom Cruise. 
<laughs> There's a whole bunch of them. And John Travolta and and uh, George Clooney. I, I mean, right. It's and George exactly. Clooney. And Nobody's supposed to know that George Clooney. And, and Oprah Winfrey. There he goes again. And Oprah Winfrey. You know, all those people. Yeah. <laughs> They're all playing straight. But and Neve Campbell. Right, but seriously, if you ever need a good actor, give me a call. You'd be surprised. Okay, let's go back. It. Let's no, go I, back. I I've only it. got six movies. Six movies waiting. I got a book next year. I know. Well, that's okay. So we're going back to this. So, so the film is coming out. The film's going to come out in April. Uh, it's it, it can be pre-ordered now. Tell us. I didn't get the site that you can actually like pre-order it on. Uh, you can get it from Amazon. Oh, okay. You can get it from yeah, Acor International, which is our distributor. Uh, it's going to be available in Family Video, uh, which they also have a website. Um, and it's going to be on on demand across the U.S. in April. Are you on Netflix? Uh, it's not on Netflix yet, but people can go to Netflix and put it in their queue. It's not specifically purchased yet, but you can actually add it to your queue. And then the more people that add it to their queue okay. will actually purchase so it. So everybody listening out there, go and add it to your queue because I'm going to. I think that's... Yes. I think you that's fun. So you also did a movie with uh, uh, Deer Crossing with Ernie Hudson, and he, we've had him on the show also. Well, and uh, yeah, Ernie's cool. a great guy. I love him. Um, we've had almost yeah. We get we get a lot of great stars, and like we had a great time interviewing him also. And and so like horror, I'm I'm going by the things because you also did Roxy Tyler's Carnival of Horror. So I'm I'm basically going into like you're a big hor- horror guy. Horror, horror, horror. It's not yeah, horror. I- I get pegged as a horror guy, but I really, really, really fight hard to not be pegged as a horror guy. So I keep seeming to go back no matter what I do. I always have elements of horror in my film, but so does the show CSI or Law and Order. They have elements of horror. You know, if somebody dies and somebody gets killed and there's a killer, is that not horror? Right. No, I get that. Right. Life is but a horror I, sometimes. Oh, well, I was, was... Horror, but I like to use horror as an element in my films because in all in all fairness, it's easy to exploit. You can get tons of press for any of these horror actors and you can get tons of press from all the horror fan sites and all the horror right. um, uh, uh, conventions across the U.S. It's a very easy genre to get free publicity. Oh, and you're, you're that's <laughs> why I always make sure I sprinkle enough of it in there, but I don't consider myself a horror filmmaker. Okay. I see, too, though, that you had Doug Bradley in The Deer Crossing. Like, yep, I haven't seen Deer Crossing. I'll have to see it. Doug Bradley's a pretty good friend of mine, and, like, I love it. And, 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 and someone in the chat room said, I did Roxy Tyler's Carnival of Horrors. Listen to him soaking up the credit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never take credit for Roxy Tyler's Carnival of Horrors. I just shot that, and I was not the director. Or the producer of the show. I just helped my wife whenever I was told to. There you um, go. Can I ask you a question? My wife is actually a, a, a multidimensional and very talented person like myself. There you go. I, I need to ask you a question. When you shot it, what camera did you use? Which movie? The, the, um, the Apocalypse Kiss. Where you just where, where you were <clears> camera? <throat> did, where you, did you it's use actually red? Very interesting. The whole story of how we shot Apocalypse Kiss. We used what are called GH2 Lumix cameras made from Panasonic. And okay. what the reason it's so interesting about that, I could talk about tech all day and, and the exploration of, of technology and how quickly it's exploding. The GH2 is a DSLR camera that was, when I bought it brand new, it was about 600 bucks. We used three of them to make the film. Now, what's, what's neat about the GH2 and any of those Lumix cameras is you can hack the internal firmware with a program that this Russian guy made. 
that you can download for free on the internet and go inside of the camera and change the specs. Wow. Oh, wow. Actually, That's great. Yeah, it's quite interesting. And you can see a lot of footage online as to what people are doing with those cameras. Now, we took those cameras, and if they say they shoot at, you know, 20 megabytes per second of a bit rate, to think of it as a vacuum cleaner sucking in information. And that's basically all these digital cameras are doing. They're sucking information in. Right. We, we took the camera and made it basically suck in four times the amount of information at a time. Wow. So we actually bumped them up to 96 megabytes per second. Fabulous. Which gives you more information to work with in the file, creating a, a more vivid picture and, and giving it more detail out of this little $600 camera that looks like a toy. So does, does the film quality look video or film? It looks like film. I, I, if you've seen it, I hope you've seen the trailer at this point for Apocalypse. I haven't. Jimmy I, 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 do, I, I do all the researchy things, and he just comes on and like talks right. out of the top of oh, his head. The reason well, why, no. why, don't, why don't you ask him since he's not the It was director. great. No. The reason why I'm asking all of this is because we have a production company called Show and & Tell, and we're always looking for camera. And I... I collect names so after the show is over let's talk and we would like to put your name in our file they have pictures of him with ernie hudson and see what it's all about red is supposed to be a great camera now i have friends that say that's a great camera if you want to spend a lot of money on your production if you want to spend a lot of money on your equipment and if you want a camera that you have to basically uh lug around like a cinder block all right. One of the beautiful things about these these cameras that we use, and we actually moved on to the GX7, which is one of the newer cameras from uh, Panasonic. It's even smaller than the GH2. It's basically like the size of a rangefinder camera. But the technology that that's moving so quickly in these cameras is making stuff look like super 35 millimeter film for right. the the price of of a shooter camera. And I can do things with these cameras that you cannot do with a red. I can put lenses on these cameras that cost $20 and can be modified, and they're, they're used in um, CCTV cameras, like security cameras, and I can give you shots that are in practically no light. I can take a match and put it up to your face and shoot with one of these lenses that I can buy for, like, $20. And you cannot do that with a red unless you spend at least $50,000, and I can do it for under a grand. Very good. I appreciate all this information because we're shooting a lot of films in the next year. And we are also learning about the new technology of cameras. You know, every week they come out with another camera. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. I mean, uh, Panasonic actually just came out with their new 4K camera for $2,000, which is the GH4. Now, honestly, I'm not going to go jumping on that because I don't think the world's really ready for 4K at an indie level, sure, you know, you can get yourself a red cam and shoot it in 4K, but you got to get the computer equipment that can go with it. And right. you got to be able to handle that footage and have the hard drive space let's, to handle it. Let's and, move forward. I right, and just one thing I'll conclude, and to have the proper engineer like our, our Chad here to do it. Yeah, yeah, I think I think I think the camera stuff's super interesting because we make films. But just in case the other people listening, they want to be more like right. more pop culture. Let's go to okay. So you look like a rock star. You got long hair. Your name is Mr. Poten. How did you get that? <laughs> um, Mr. Poten is actually something that I really did not choose. Uh, we used to go to the horror conventions all the time to promote our work, to promote my wife's show, Roxy Tyler's Carnival of Horror, which she's now retired from. Um, she concentrates on her acting now with, with all the film stuff we're doing. 
but a lot of times people would just refer to me as, oh, hey, there's Mr. Purton over there because my company's called Purton Media. Oh, and okay. Just, yeah. I thought maybe that had to do with something in the bedroom or something. Did you, did you ever? <laughs> do, do you, no, that's a whole thing. That's why I said you look like a rock star. How do you get that Mr. Potent name? <laughs> do, do, you ever go to, do you ever go to the Macabre Festival? Um, the one on the Long one Island? New York. I've actually met the people that run it, but no, I, I haven't made it up to that one. We don't do as much traveling as we used to do just because we're usually always in the middle of some sort of a production somewhere. Which, they're they're you know, really starting off. Of and Adam Ginsberg is a doll. I love him so much. And his wife, Macabre, they're fabulous people. And every year yeah. their show gets bigger and bigger and bigger. We'd love to meet yeah. you at one of the shows, so contact us if ever you're going to one because Jimmy and I attend all of the shows. Yeah, we got. Well, how come you guys aren't getting nothing going in New Hope? We're like practically neighbors. Yeah. Well, well we, we're going to meet now that when we get back. Now home. that we know that you're there, we're coming home in a week. So now that you know, we yeah. know that you're there, it would be we'll, a lot we'll, of fun. We'll catch up because we could talk tech and talk a lot of good stuff that we need to do. Absolutely, Absolutely. totally, completely. So, so we two also of my, two of my uh, 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 two of my makeup artists actually live right on the main the main drag there in. New Hope, and and just just for the record, they are lesbians, so I'm very gay friendly. Oh, good, good. We like well, that. New Hope is all gay anyway. Uh, um, I think that's Main funny. Street's like Fairyland. There's also a lady in the chat room named Amy Teresa. I don't know if she knows you, but she knows your wife. <laughs> <laughs> mother, mother, mother Teresa, you said? Amy Teresa. Oh, Amy Teresa. They said Mother Teresa. And because uh, they're going back and forth and having good conversation. And I think it's all fun. So Apocalypse Clips, you're, uh, uh, Apocalypse Kiss, you're promoting that one now. And then you got another one on the slate. Are you working on a new one? <clears throat> yeah, we have a series of kids' movies that we're doing that will also have Michael Berryman in them. Uh, we got Leslie Easterbrook on board. Uh, we have Addie Miller from The Walking Dead, who's one of the stars of the film. My wife is also a star of the film, and um, we're actually trying to we're trying to get Drake Bell from Drake and Josh into the series. Oh, so that would be cool! Right now, yeah, actually. it would be really cool. And he's he's at the right you know age range for the the girls that we're appealing to because they all grew up watching all those Nickelodeon shows. So. Hopefully, you know, maybe he's listening. He'll, he'll understand that we, we need him in the series. Absolutely. We actually, we've had Leslie Easterbrook on the show, too. Are you, afraid, are you afraid of heights? Not at all. Oh, because I have something we may be doing where I need a camera shooting out of a helicopter. <laughs> I've, done, I've done multiple. If you watch Apocalypse Kiss, even in the trail, you'll see some of our real helicopters. Okay, shots. good. Yeah, definitely. Well, let's we get, get, me well, and my wife did them. When we get home, let's get together, definitely. Yeah, we would love to. Yeah, absolutely. One of my... One of my executive producers actually owns a company that takes you up and shoots. <laughs> is, is he, in, is he in Florida at all? Does he do anything in Florida? No, nah, it's just, just around here. But he's worked on many Hollywood feature films, and he works with, on stuff as low, low budget as ours. So let, let's go with this, everybody. We want everybody to check out Apocalypse Kiss. It's coming out at the beginning of April. You can get it. Uh, you can go, go on Amazon, go all different places and get it. It is a really fun film. Uh, if you're a horror film fanatic, Good for you, it does Jimmy. It Good. does have Tom Atkins, Michael Berryman, Lloyd Kaufman. It's got a great-looking cast. And the acting Carmella is, Hazlett. Yes. 
and uh, and the ca- the cast is really good. The film is good. It's got a good story. Uh, support. We we love it. Well, if everybody supports independent film, because we're all about it, and we think it's fabulous. We want to thank you for coming on the Jimmy Star Show. We also want to thank Clint Morris from October Coast and Publishing for uh, for uh, hooking yeah. us up with this interview. He's terrific, and we get a lot of great guests from him. We wish you all the best of luck with the film, and we will. Thank uh, you. We'll definitely uh, be in touch, and we'll see you when we're in Pennsylvania. Yeah, and great talking to you. Thank you very much. Take care, baby, and thanks for coming on. You got it. Bye. And I loved his intro when he hit the cars know, and everything. Was that Wasn't that fabulous? Like he was getting mm-hmm. a ticket. I know. Yeah, it was fabulous. I love Just that. fabulous. So it is a cool movie, and horror movie fans, I think, will really appreciate it. And, it, and and from what he was the way he was talking about all the cameras and everything too, he's like in he the edit. He knows, best. His he knows stuff. what he's doing. He knows, he, his he knows how to make all the cam- he knows how to cut all the corners to make things look like a real film. And as it turned out, you know, we are looking for camera. So I would like to talk to him about it. Absolutely. It sounds good to me. I'm so, tired. Is anybody out there tired? I am. I'm tired. Oh, I'm Chad's eating. Chad, what were you eating? You didn't tell us. Yes. What you were eating. What's Chad eating? Some uh, chicken catch dory. Oh, nice. Where'd you get that? You didn't make that, did you? My lady. Oh, all right. Chad, Chad is part of Chad and Heather because, uh-huh. like, it goes Chad and Heather. They're like a duo, and they're a country music duo. They play all be, over the place. They'll be in really? Boca, they'll be in Where Boca West Saturday. Boca West. That's all we're doing this weekend is Boca West Country Club Saturday night. I wish it was nice. Friday night. I would go, but we're leaving Saturday. We, we can't go into Boca West Country Club anyway. Yes, like, I can. Perry, oh, well, Perry, Perry, Perry my best friend, Perry Winkler. He knows people. My very people. best friend in the world. I know her for a thousand years. She lives there. All right. Perry, we get Maybe us next in. time you can come see us. Yeah, into the Boca West Country. I did, we had lunch there, Jerry. Don't you I remember know. Perry took us Jerry. to lunch? Perry. You said <laughs> we had lunch there, Jerry. <laughs> I'm tired. It's nap time for Ron. I don't sleep. It's very difficult taking care of a man who's not well. It's not easy. <laughs> and taking care of Jimmy, too. Jimmy and his dad, I feel like. And I've the got... beds we're sleeping on are only like four feet tall and relaxed the couch. Oh, really? Yeah. Like little cots. No, I mean, I, I, mean long. Four, yeah, feet, four feet long. long yeah. yeah. I think they're like what they call junior beds, like right. for kids, not like full grown people. Feet kind of hang over? Yes, yeah, so kind of. Like everything, a foot or two. Everything, <laughs> everything hangs over when I turn oh, sideways. Wow. <laughs> That's because you guys heard us last week talking about it. Yeah. You know, Italian and hung. Uh, 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 we don't discuss that. <laughs> That's a no-no. Which is fun. So is so fun. we've got four minutes, you guys. Lots of stuff going on. Let's see. What did you guys think of the Oscars real quick? Since we didn't get to talk with uh, you too much about it. I think some of them look like hell. I don't know where they got their, their, their ideas from, and their stylists should be shot. Some of them look like they were going to clean house. Other ones look like they were nuns. I mean, uh, Julia Roberts' dress was a dog. Get rid of the lace. I mean, we know yeah, your boobs terrible. are fake. Show your fake boobs. Um, I think Angelina Jolie, of course, was the most beautiful of all, and Charlize Theron. Yeah, she gorgeous. was my favorite. I love the way uh, the one in blue. Who was the one in? Oh, oh I love what's her name's gown. Uh, 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 I'm exhausted. Out of space. Oh, Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock's gown. Beautiful. <laughs> Isn't um, that cool? Not how I got that though. That's how in tune yeah, we are. Yeah, you guys, you we're can, like in tune. Well, he says out of space, and I say the <laughs> shout out. The shout out that I could give you is, you know, I have a lot of good friends in Hollywood that are in the inside, 
And they said to me, Ron, we're trying so hard to bring back the years of Hollywood that have passed, and we want our stars to look glamorous. So next year's Academy Award, they're advising the girls to really come elaborately dressed like in the 1940s and 50s with beautiful hairdos, not the same stupid hairdo. Every broad walked in with hair over his shoulder, half of its extensions anyway. It's just stupid. You know, in, in the 50s, they had hairdos that were beautiful. They had gowns that were done by Balenciaga and all the greatest designers. Who was the worst? Anna Kendrick was the worst. Oh, that. Uh, what about the Anna one Kendrick. that came that rag? Jet? Oh, it looked like she washed the street. The black thing. But, oh, the girl from Harry Potter. Yeah. What was that rag look, about? Yeah, she didn't look good either. She looked like she just Who cleaned the house. Who did you like, Kim? I, th- I thought everybody looked gorgeous. I mean, <laughs> I have no criticism of anyone. I mean, they all got dressed up and it, they all have their own personal style. And just because one person doesn't like another style, you know, doesn't necessarily Listen mean it's not Listen to this diplomatic nice. bitch. Well, she's <laughs> oh, wait a second. No, I, they all look gorgeous. Come uh, on, guys. Uh, wait, They're no, all no, talented. No, I, I must say something in the defense of these regs they wore. Um, when I did the red carpet in Palm Springs at the convention center, which we have the Palm Springs International Film Festival, I was in position 11. So I got to see them coming a long time before they got to my camera. And some of them, the gowns were very beautiful in person, but on stage they, they looked look like good. crap. Okay. So, you know, you got to remember 3D in person as opposed to 2D on s- camera on, and the well, lighting. That's a good point. You yeah. know, and some, like there was one star, I forgot who it was, she had on the most beautiful bugle beaded gown and it was exquisite in person, yet on camera it looked like plastic. It looked See, like I like junk. Anne Hathaway's gown and she got blasted. Everybody blasted her for wearing the Gucci or something and I thought it was freaking awesome. So. Right. And I so like the guys know. in their blue tuxes. I like the blue tuxes and like the burgundy tuxes. I like yeah. that too. I'm sick like of wearing the penguin tuxes. I like tux. the white though too, the white jacket. I always wear white. When I took Jane Yeah, Russell, I know. I have a picture of you. That was one of the first pictures I saw of you that made me think, wow. You know what was God. the highlight of I the whole that. evening though? Really? Come on. When they passed around the pizza in the audience. Don't you that think? was hilarious. <laughs> right. All right, you guys. So we had a great yes. show. We want to thank everybody in the chat room. We want to thank our guest co-host, Kim Namoli, the galley chef. We want to say hey to everybody. We had a great time. We'll see you soon. And next week we got Bo Keister from one of my all-time favorite movies, Remember the Titans. Yeah. And we'll be, we'll be coming from Jimmy's Horror Room at our <laughs> studio in Pennsylvania. Yeah, we'll be back in Pennsylvania next week, you guys. Thank and, you so much for tuning in. And my doll will dance. My wonderful doll. Who Bye, I everybody. Thanks. <laughs>